You're listening to podcast episode 26, my exclusive interview with Mary Rakammermeyer, author of I Meant It For Good, a memoir of dreaming, visualizing, and becoming my authentic self. Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally show, sharing God's prescription for total health in spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and total health coach. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. In this exclusive interview, I had the opportunity to host Mary Rakema Meyer. Mary is the author of I Meant It For Good, a memoir of dreaming, visualizing, and becoming my authentic self, shares how when faced with cancer, she was able to see it as another journey in her life and using the goal-setting techniques she had learned earlier in life. Mary was able to visualize healing and find the help that she needed to turn yet another adversity into an opportunity. When hearing the words, you have cancer, Mary knew everything she had been through in life had prepared her for this moment. With a blind faith in God that he would heal her, Mary's vision is to share her story with the hope of helping other people to know that they have options and can choose what is right for themselves to set their own goals and visualize both physical and spiritual healing. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the show, Mary Rekhamemeyer, discussing how faith and visualization healed her of cancer. Rakesha, thank you so much for having me on your program. Oh, I am so grateful and so thankful to have you today, Mary. And I know that our listeners are going to be tremendously blessed by your your story, your testimony, and what you have to share. We open up with an icebreaker question. So if you could just let our audience know, what are you doing in your life right now that is simply rocking your world naturally? Well, Rakesha, I think for me, it's listening to the still small voice. And through some of the difficulties in my life, I've had to take the time to be quiet, meditate, to listen for that voice. And I think it's so important in these times we're going through even now that we listen for that inspired word, that still small voice. Because I don't know if your listeners are like I am, but oftentimes I hear two different voices. And the one is the voice of fear, which I know isn't from God, but the other one is just stepping back, allowing myself to be quiet, and just to kind of fall back into the voice that I know is from God. I think that's so important that you shared that. And I don't think that Oftentimes, many people um, look at that as one of our first um, lines of defense, as you as you as you may speak. Or many people don't look at that as our first um, point of reference that we should go to, just to kind of, as you shared, pull back, take a moment to 
meditate and just to really hear what it is that the Lord is saying. And I think we're living in a generation where there's so many distractions, where there's so many different voices of um, trying to direct us into different paths, but it's listening for that one true voice that will give us that inner peace that we need to know what it is that we should be doing. I think that, I think that's so true. I think, and is it easy? No, but it's just a reminder to keep thinking that way and to be able to know that we can do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that by doing that too, it just gives us so much clarity it gives us a greater sense of purpose. It gives us a, a greater sense of, of direction and the path that we, we truly, truly should follow. I think that's so true. And I think in these times we're in now, Rakesha, it's, it's almost a choice that we can live by the fear or we can calm ourselves down knowing that God has the answers and live in faith. Mm-hmm. And I love that you mentioned that because I was just having a conversation uh, this morning with someone about um, what's going on in our world right now with the coronavirus. And then I don't think we've ever seen it on this magnitude in a global scale, on a global level. But the one thing as believers, that the one thing that we can rest assured in is that we can have a place of peace we can have that anchor where we can just totally rest in him so that we don't become overcome or gripped by fear because so many are being gripped by fear of what is happening. But when we truly rest in him, he will give us that peace, as he says, that surpasses all understanding if we keep our hearts and our minds stayed upon him. I think that's so important right now. And again, I think it's not the easiest thing. It's not the normal thing. We get so caught up in what's going on around us. So I think it's a conscious decision to pull ourselves back and actually take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and a lot of times, you know, in the midst of crisis that we may be experiencing, those often create those spaces for us to steal away so that we can have those silent moments, so we can have those meditative moments with the Lord um, to really help us to become centered and focused. Yes, I agree with that. One of the things that um, that really caught my attention um, concerning you, Mary, I believe you have a, a book that's recently come out. I too. I'm so excited. It came out the 15th of March. Oh, wow. So it's fresh off the presses. It is. <laughs> so can you share with our, our audience a little bit about your book? I can. It's called I Meant It for Good, a memoir of dreaming, visualizing, and becoming my authentic self. So I always thought I wanted to write a book and it would be about the over the obstacles I overcame and maybe some goal setting. But I was diagnosed three years ago with cancer. And during that journey, I became very ill and I journaled my way through it, if you will. And as I was journaling 
I documented what was happening to me as I fell through the cracks in the medical community. And then I documented finding these doctors that would save my life. And I found integrative treatment that I didn't know existed. And then from there, I went back and I started writing stories, stories from when I was a child and all the way through my life. And it, it was if it was almost as if the book took on a life of its own. And I probably became more vulnerable writing this book and sharing stories that I would have never shared had I not been that ill. So for me, it became very therapeutic of just writing and sharing my story. And, and you realize doing this, you become your authentic self, that you're vulnerable enough to share who you really are rather than trying to be someone else. Mm. You hit on one of my, my dear passions when you said that you were journaling your story. And I'm a journaler too. And journaling and just writing out whether it's your thoughts things that you're experiencing is so healing and who knew that those stories that you captured would someday form a book to share your story it was an incredible journey the writing of the book, and then the people that showed up in my life, even in the writing process, the putting it all together, finding a publisher, there's just so many things. But I talk a lot about that in my book of, of God showing up, of God winks or synchronicities as mm -hmm. just this, the tapestry of our life. We can just see looking backwards all of the times God showed up. And to me, that's just incredible. I've heard that many times is that once you get started, there's this divine alignment that begins to take place. And um, as you shared, God had certain people come into your life at that particular time. And just the different um, resources, such as the publisher that you needed, it just all aligned up um, with what you were doing. It did. And I'll, I'll tell you, Rikisha, I think one of the things I learned long ago is you have to start somewhere. If you start taking the baby steps mm. and move forward, that's where God shows up. Because if you're just sitting back and saying, I can't do this, there's no place for God to show up, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so, so good that you say that because it, it, it begins with that one small step. And as you go, God will meet you with where you're at. Or sometimes, you know, even on the other side, some individuals are, are so concerned about it being perfect and just right. And right. being so consumed with it being perfect, you never move or you never advance or you never go anywhere. But as you shared, it's just taking that those small steps um, that will... Um, cause the plan to begin to unfold and God's purpose to begin to manifest in your life. Well, and I believe that's where the vulnerability shows up in our life. And mm -hmm. if we're willing to be vulnerable and take those steps, 
Because we don't know what we don't know. We, we can't learn it until we move forward. Mm. And so it's when we do move forward that we are so incredibly blessed. There's a verse in Psalm that says, um, my word is a lamp unto, or a light unto my path and a lamp. And I'm not going to be able to say it. Light unto <laughs> Uh, a light it's a light and then a lamp onto my path and oh, yes. yes and I can't I if I wasn't speaking like this I would know what it is but I've lost the train of thought here but anyway no I was explain that was explained to me that back in biblical times before mm. people had electricity or even gas lamps they would strap a candle to their foot and as they took one step forward, the path would be illuminated. Mm. And so they couldn't know where they were going until they took that one step forward. Mm. That's so good. And even as you were just talking about that, I have a visual of a person, whether it's in a dark room or a dark hallway, and the, the candle being strapped to their foot, and as they go, their path is being illuminated. It is just with this glowing, burning light. And I believe that that is how the Lord works, as he outlined in the scriptures, that he will be um, a light into our path and a lamp into our feet, that he illuminates the way. It becomes clear, and we have direction on where we need to go. So that's a great, great um bit of information that you share with us well it's always been helpful for me and I think again as we look at the times we're going through now it is a dark time for some people but there's always hope oh yeah absolutely there's always hope in the midst of whether it's a crisis whether it's chaos whether it's you know any situation that we're facing there's always hope and to know that what we're going through right now it's only temporary. It is absolutely temporary. One of the things also in your book, um, you shared that um, going through your experience with um, being diagnosed with cancer, that you learned how to dream. Can you talk a little bit about how it is that God showed you how to dream again and how others can possibly um, tap into that same experience of, of dreaming? Sure. And I think for me, Rakesha, it started long before that. I, I learned to dream and visualize years before when I went through a divorce and started my own business. But it's like anything else. We get caught up in those things. And so when I was diagnosed with cancer, I believe it was... It was as if I knew this was going to be another journey. I knew how to do those things. I maybe wasn't putting them all in practice, but I knew how. And so for me, being so sick, I had to believe that I would be healed. And I visualized mm -hmm. that. I would mm -hmm. sit and visualize that I was already healed. Mm -hmm. And so the dreaming and the visualizing for me somewhat overlap. But yeah. maybe I even need to go back a step. When I was first diagnosed with cancer, I was diagnosed over the phone and told I had cancer after mm. falling through the cracks. Mm. 
in the medical community. But, you know, it's, I think we all go through the different stages of anger, denial, this can't Mm -hmm. be me. And Mm -hmm. then you come to realize, or I came to realize that it was going to be like another journey in my life. And I could either get a hold of it and give it to God, or I could worry about it and it would not have a good outcome. Mm -hmm. So I talked to my husband at the time and I, I said, what do we really believe about prayer? Do we believe we can be healed? Mm. And you know, Rikisha, he prayed over me and it was a powerful prayer. And he began thanking God that I was already healed. We knew in that moment that I would be healed. And people asked me about that. And I think somewhere in the back of my mind, I knew there was an outside chance that I wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. But I also knew that Either way, I gave it to God because it almost became a knowing, a total surrender that if I was going to be healed, I asked God to heal me. And then my part was to believe, to really believe I was going to be healed. Yes. Oh, just so many things that you were mentioning as you were talking about that. And our words are so powerful in our lives especially when it comes to healing or whether we're believing God, you know, for a miracle or whether we are believing him for a situation to manifest or unfold in our lives. It reminds me so much of Abraham when God told him that he was going to be the father of many nations. He had no children, no um, any kind of reference other than the promise that God gave to him. And as he looked up in the sky, he looked at the stars and he said, can you count the stars that are there? And he said that just as the stars are there, so shall the number of your descendants be. Wow. And it talks about Abraham believing God, believing him, even though there was no evidence, even though there was no trace he believed god even though his wife's womb was dead he just had that that faith to believe that in the midst of it all that god was going to do it and so as you were sharing that and as your husband prayed with you you just had that inner witness that either way that god's will his purpose his plan was still going to be accomplished right Yes, it's just powerful. Mm -hmm. And again, also, um, our thoughts have so much to do with um, the promises of God. Because if we're thinking, you know, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so the thought, the meditation of thinking, God, I'm trusting you. I'm believing you. Your word says this. That, I, that I'm healed by your stripes and just relying on that promise and speaking that and thinking that and having that fill your meditation. Yes. Mm-hmm. So th- that's so, so powerful when we talk about dreaming and visualizing and the importance of all of those um, coming together to um, believe God, just to believe God. Well, I think even it ties into becoming our authentic self of Mm -hmm. being vulnerable 
because mm-hmm. it is a certain vulnerability to trust God and not try to do it ourselves and make everything happen. Mm-hmm. So it's that dichotomy of what is what is God's part and what is mine. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you, you hit on a key point, too, where we have to become vulnerable. <laughs> we have to uh, let our guards down. We have to let everything sometimes that we know within our own natural mind go, because faith is so opposite of what we think, what we feel, our emotions. It's totally beyond again, the natural, the human side of, of who we are. And it's just, again, being vulnerable and opening up to um, allow God to have his way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, I know also that you shared that you journal, but I also had a chance to take a look at your blog too, which I love, by the way. And Thank just you. The, uh, the different stories that um, you share you know, on your blog. And so I know that there's been a lot of things, but what has been the major motivation that has inspired you to do what it is that you're doing right now at this very moment? Well, I think for me, going through cancer, I think whenever you get a diagnosis like that and it's that far advanced, it's, it just broadsides you. And to be able to visualize healing, to be able to journal even in the midst of it. And then also for me, Rakesha was finding integrative treatment for cancer that I didn't know existed. And so that became my goal of sharing these things with other people. And I can remember being very sick and just saying, if I can help one other person, if I can help two other people, whatever it is. And it was then it was like the book just kind of took on a life of its own. It started with the blogs and then with the book. And it's just Mm -hmm. become a labor of love. And it's basically if I can... If I can help anybody through my story, that's, I just love that. Mm, that's awesome. And again, the, the stories that we have, the testimonies that we have are so powerful because we don't know how our writing or how our story that we share with someone else might be of encouragement to them, how it can speak to them or impact their life in the way that, that God would have it to. Right. Mm-hmm. So with you being an author, a blogger, what parts of your work do you enjoy the most, Mary? Well, I've, I didn't ever think of myself as a writer before all of this, but now that I'm getting into it, I really like the writing, but quite frankly, Rakesha, I think it's my love of people. I love Mm. the energy that the people bring, whether it's in a room speaking to people or a one-on-one coaching situation. I just, Mm -hmm. I just love helping people. Oh, and it, it is true. There is a certain energy and there's, uh, you know, there's no amount of money that you could receive when it comes down to just loving and just pouring into people. It's such an amazing feeling. Yes, it is. 
So with your book being recently released, Mary, for those of you that would like to get a hold of your book, can you let our listeners know where they can find you out there on the internet? It is out. It is available on Amazon. And you can also go to my website, which is maryreckhammermeyer.com and I'll spell that for you <laughs> it's m-a-r-y-r-e-c-h-k-e-m-m-e-r-m-e-y-e-r.com wonderful and do you have any other links out there social media wise I do I'm on Facebook I don't really know exactly. It's facebook.com, I believe, backslash dream and visualize. Mm. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. Okay, wonderful. Well, it has truly been a blessing. It has been a pleasure um, interviewing you, Mary. You have a, an awesome testimony to be able to share, you know, your life and the memoir of dreaming visualizing and becoming your authentic self. And so I just want to encourage all of our listeners, if you're out there, please go to Mary's website. Again, she can be found at Mary Reckenmeyer. Did I say that right, Mary? It's Well, it's Reckhammer. Reckhammermeyer.com. And I'm going to have these links also on my page for those of you that want to uh, reach out and connect to please um, get this book, add this to your library. I meant it for good, a memoir of dreaming, visualizing, and becoming my authentic self. It's a way to show you how to plan, dream, and visualize yourself into the life that you want. So again, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Are there any other parting words that you'd like to leave with our listeners, Mary? Well, I think, Rakesha, probably right now there's people that are will be listening that they're just going through a really uncertain time in their life. And there are just different phases of our lives. And some sometimes we can accept the things that are happening so much easier than others. But I think God is still in control. We'll get yes. through this just like yes. we have with everything else. Amen. And maybe it, this gives us the opportunity just to step back and reflect a little bit of, of how we want to live our lives and to choose to know that we have choices, that we're not Amen. a victim in this, that we do have choices. Amen. Thank you so much. And God bless you. And your ministry, the work that God is, has called you to. Okay. Thank you, Rakesha, so much. God bless you, Mary. For speaking engagements, health tips, and total health education and inspiration, visit rockyourworldnaturally.com. And on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, Rock Your World Naturally. And on Twitter, Rock Your World 28.